6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, you heard Eileen mention in the newscast that today is National Indigenous Peoples Day. And our next guest has had a very successful career in engineering and uh, continues to be a trailblazer and setting the tone for inclusive uh, inclusivity diversity. Dr. Jessica Vandenberg is uh, Assistant Dean and Industrial Professor of Indigenous Engineering at the University of Alberta. And things have changed a lot in engineering since she first started. And Jessica is committed to seeing more change happen. Dr. Vandenberg, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here today. Yeah, it's a pleasure uh, to have you here today. So, I mean, Indigenous National Indigenous Peoples Day has been on the books for 25 years obviously this year i think a lot more people um are are paying attention to it where's where's your mind on this day my mind is is always with indigenous peoples it's with our settler friends and allies um it's definitely on wanting to make change and, and making sure that people are awake to what has been happening for hundreds and hundreds of years and that the time for action is now and there's no better opportunity than now. You know, when we, when you talk about it on, on that front and I've, I've listened to some other interviews that you've done, I've read some articles that you've been quoted on in and you, and you talk about uh, where the focus needs to be um, and, and moving forward. There's a there's a lot of us that um, didn't learn much in school, Jessica, unfortunately, and now we have um, been um, you know, really woken up to to that fact and committed to learning to learning more, the need to learn more. Um, when it comes to learning and then accepting the truth about what's happened, um, how does that help on this path to reconciliation? And, and where, do, where do we start? This is an excellent question, and it's very common. So um, I don't blame you for asking that by any means. Um, it always starts with awareness, a, a deep dive into personal self, because it is very personal. It's personal for us as Indigenous people, but it's also personal for you folks who are starting your journeys perhaps or um, just really processing and taking it in because it's emotional. Anything personal becomes emotional. And when it comes to places to start, it always does start with education. So relearning things or perhaps learning things for the first time. Uh, some of the good resources are the University of Alberta's Indigenous Canada, the massive open online course, which we call a MOOC. Um, it's free for anybody. Um, things like taking part in Cairo's blanket exercises. It's a, just a different way of learning the same history. They're available now uh, virtually. Um, and when we, when COVID allows, uh, in-person as well, is also quite the experience. And they're uh, completed by trained facilitators such as myself who know that it is uncomfortable and emotional and that we can help you um, walk through it in a healthy way and even just listening to podcasts, I myself host a, yeah. uh, co-host a podcast called Unsettled Journeys in Truth and Conciliation, where we where we talk about these things in a safe place. I think um, there's a lot of folks who have a lot of questions and want to ask a lot of questions and want to find out more and be a part of things more 
and you and you've touched on ways to to start and i heard another interview this morning um with with saying suggesting that it's okay to just ask the question just approach it with a little bit of humility with saying okay i'm not sure how to ask this or i'm not sure where to go with it um but i think people are afraid to ask or maybe for for fear of saying the wrong thing and and i think that is an important part to get past of um would you agree most definitely i would agree an approach of curiosity of compassion and that humility teaching is so important in there as well um just exactly as you said just to be upfront and say you know what i'm learning on this uh, i'm gonna i'm maybe gonna stumble a bit um, but please uh, just walk with me and have some patience Dr. Vandenberg, I, your, your career has been something has been something else. Your your path to engineering, you have two two engineering degrees, um, quite successful career, um, and and things have really changed, as I mentioned off the top, uh, in in engineering since you first started. Can you give us an idea about you know your path to being an engineer working in in the oil fields and mining and in, in infrastructure and consulting having grown up in in northern ontario or not northern that was me northern alberta sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely the path um into engineering and, and beginning my career a couple decades ago things were very different than they are now um and things are improving like uh, i was just telling stories this morning about um, remembering when I would eat lunch in the, the lunch um, shack with pornography plastered everywhere and mm-hmm. having to drive co-workers to, um, strip, to the strippers and things like that. Um, things have changed on that front, um, which is really, really good. In terms of truth and reconciliation, it still has a ways to go. People are still very much just learning. Um, and there is still a lot of ingrained um prejudice and racism in our oppressive systems that are, are here today and it's those um it's that type of change that we need people to advocate for and use their voices for and create space at, at the tables that they sit at for those conversations when you told your family what you wanted to do when you told your family that you wanted to go into engineering what, what was their reaction 20 years ago well, I grew up in rural Alberta, um, and uh, my family, like many people, engineering is still a bit of an invisible profession. It, it takes part and has its hands in almost everything that we see day to day, but it's still very hard to define. Like it's the application of math and science for the use and convenience of, of um, people and environment. Um, it, it's very, very broad. In Canada, there's over 43 different disciplines of engineering available. And so uh, they weren't quite familiar about what engineering was. But what I loved about my family's support is that it was incredibly um, supportive. They said, well, we don't know anything about it, but we, you can do it. You can do it. Like, so there was no preconception that, oh, you're going into a profession where you might be the only female or you might be the own, only visible minority sometimes and that you should be worried about it. So for that, I'm thankful that there was no preconception. You you have said that things have changed dramatically in engineering since you started, but we know that um, uh, the numbers, you know, of, um, you know, it, it could be more diverse. Let's put it that way. It could be much more uh, diverse. What, what work is being done to attract more Indigenous students into uh, university, into engineering, into STEM? What are you working on on that front? Definitely, it's, it's changing those stereotypes and perceptions of engineering, uh, making sure folks know that there is 
multiple disciplines. You're not pigeonholed. People still picture bridges and roads. It's not just bridges and roads. It's everything from space technology to working with animals to environment to reclamation and that there's space for creativity. Um, and that's what really drew me here because at my heart, I'm a, a musician and an artist and, and someone who likes to be creative and I can find that space in engineering. And so as a faculty, we're working on a number of programs that also um, focus on the social context of engineering. Professional engineers need to represent the public interest and that also includes the environment. And so we have a, a new program called Engineering Connects that really puts students into communities to understand how to work with different diverse groups, how to give back to the community, how to do proper consultation and engagement. And through that, we're, we're teaching those skills that aren't explicitly taught next to the maths and sciences and, and the courses that they take from that front. Before I let you go, um, in your position as Assistant Dean and Industrial Professor, Indigenous Engineering University of Alberta, I mean, you being a trailblazer in this front, on uh, you know, in in this area, how do you, how do you, um, how do you make sure that that path is still clear for those who are who are coming up behind you? Who is coming next? I mean, and 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 I'm wondering how, in your mind, you think of how you can support them on an ongoing basis. 100% and, and I very much take the Indigenous um, point of view on this that we are always thinking of the past seven generations and the next seven generations and so I'm always thinking of who's going to come after me, who can I make a little bit easier, who still needs to have the experience but we're there to support them when that experience may or may not go sideways um, and how to do that. So we're very conscious of support. Um, through things like mentorship and role modeling and creating those safe and ethical spaces for the conversations that, that need to happen to, to shift the culture. Oh, well, uh, congratulations on a, uh, on a stellar career, and I know that there is so much still uh, ahead of you. Thank you for the very important conversation today. I appreciate uh, your insight and your honesty um, on all of this very much. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Take care. Dr. Jessica Vandenberg from the University of Alberta.